Hello everyone, welcome back. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. I hope everyone's doing doing well in their February. I hope everyone had a good Super Bowl. I did not watch it. I was playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's that's the real Super Bowl, honestly. That's the only that's the only big game I care about. That it's my big game. It was session one. We're running Curse of Strahd, and... Congratulations! Yeah, I got to meet everybody else's characters, and it's very good and fun. Hell yeah! Don't tell anybody in my campaign, but uh, my boy is a secret vampire. Um, one of the other... <laughs> Hell yeah! One of the other players is a monster hunter. <laughs> That's the good shit. We'll see how it We're, goes. Um... <laughs> We're taking a break from our regular campaign, my group, to do uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Ooh. And we did like a planning session over the weekend. Um, and the DM just kept sending us cool art of all of the NPCs we could potentially meet. So very excited. Very excited for that. Anyways, hi, welcome to our D&D podcast. I mean, look, we could probably. We probably could. We could, but should we? No. <laughs> I probably should not ed have to edit a D&D &D podcast. I had hard enough time with GURPS cast. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, extremely, extremely challenging. Um, anyways, since we're not going to talk about D&D, &D, uh, I guess we might as well talk about some comic books. People probably... Guess what we were doing this week, and also you can look at the episode title and see. Um, but we talked about uh, the original Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, so we are going to talk about another Ant-Man. Possibly? I wouldn't have said he was the better known Ant-Man, but now he's the MCU Ant-Man. So, like, maybe at this point he is the better known Ant-Man. Uh... Probably the better Ant-Man, <laughs> objectively. I would love to have a survey of just people on the street and be like, do you know, have you heard of Ant-Man? Who is Ant-Man? <laughs> and just see how it goes. Me, just like, me and Billy Eichner just like shoving a microphone at people like, who is Ant-Man? For one dollar, for one dollar, who is Ant-Man? <laughs> this is Spock, do you care? Um, but yes, Scott Lang, I, <laughs> I thought of this really good joke today while I was thinking about the episode, which is like, hey, uh, Scott Lang used to be in prison, so you might call him a con Lang. Oof. <laughs> Anyway, all right, and thank you. Follow us on social media. Uh, subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon. Um, let us know if you like this short form episode format. Um, yeah, we are we are going to lose subscriber for that one. We posted cringe, and we're going to lose subscriber. Honestly, we have our friends, and that's all that matters. The people who count wouldn't abandon us over this joke. 
<laughs> Unless it's um, terrible in some way, in which case, let us know. Let us know. Um, they probably should abandon us, but they won't. They're still um, here somehow. And I, somehow I appreciate that. Somehow continue to be here. <laughs> uh, anyways, Scott Lang, the second Ant-Man, was introduced in 1979, uh, and he was created by, uh... David Michelini, Bob Layton, and John Byrne. Um, David Michelini, I think, is cited as sort of the main creative force behind this idea. Wikipedia phrases this in the funniest way possible, where it's like, Michelini had long been an enthusiast of shrinking heroes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, I hope I'm remembered in that specific a fashion someday. I do also um, love the ambiguity of it. Like, do you love heroes that do shrink regularly, or do you love taking heroes and making them small? <laughs> Is this Honey, I Shrunk the Heroes? <laughs> David Michelini just gets on an issue, they're like, no, d- god damn it, David, he did another one where they all get tiny. Oh. Dang it. Why do you keep doing this? I, I don't know, I just love shrinking heroes. All right, we're going to put you on Ant-Man. That way it at least makes sense. <laughs> at least you can do whatever your heart desires. Um, but so this is uh, after Hank Pym. Um, go listen to our Hank Pym episode for some weird Hank Pym facts. After Hank Pym has uh, gone back to being Yellow Jacket, not... Not the first time he's Yellow Jacket when uh, he has an alternate personality, but when he's just regular Hank Pym, but he's going by Yellow Jacket as his superhero name. Um, And uh, Scott is introduced as, uh, you know, an opportunity for Ant-Man is just sort of an unclaimed superhero identity currently and if you Um, don't use it for long enough it becomes public domain yeah and they cannot let that happen no Um, capitalism uh so they come up with this character of uh scott lang um who is introduced as a reformed criminal uh he was a um he had a wife and a daughter in the first, like, the original version of this story. It was like, he became a burglar to, like, you know, get an adrenaline rush. Um, I mean, do what you gotta? I guess do what you gotta. Um, There's worse ways. Th- yeah. Later, this was retconned to be, like, in both both versions of the story, he has a job as an electrical engineer. Um, and then, initially, it's like, oh, his job isn't exciting enough, so he's gonna do crimes instead. Uh, and then, later, they retcon it to be, like, he's not making a lot of money, and he has, you know, a wife and daughter that he needs to help support, so he turns to crime. Uh, which I think both 
is probably mostly done to make him like sympathetic. More sympathetic. Yeah. But also, to be fair, most people who do crime don't do it for fun. <laughs> yeah. It's a very small subset of people that do crime that are like, oh no, I just enjoy doing crime. Yeah, I'm just I'm just here for kicks, baby. Um but he uh he is an electrical engineer. Uh he becomes a burglar. He's able to, you know, use some of his electrical knowledge to like disable security <laughs> systems and like get into people's homes. Not like you know, like a, a breaking and entering, like not like violent criminal. No, um, well, his ideal is that nobody is there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the dream. Um, he ends up. Uh, he gets arrested when one of his. Uh, you know, his burgle, his burgles go bad. His burgles go bad. Man, you gotta watch out for the bad burgles. Um, but he, uh, he gets arrested, uh, he's in prison for four years and then is let out on parole, uh, because he's, you know, (laughs) he's not causing any trouble. Uh, while he's in prison, um, his wife files for divorce, not unreasonably, (laughs) uh, but after he gets out of prison, his daughter, Cassie, ends up spending most of her time with him. Um, they're very close. Scott, I mean, obviously, Scott loves her a lot. And she, like, looks up to him, despite his burgling crimes. <laughs> um, but so he uh, ends up getting a job. Uh, with Stark Industries, or whatever Stark Industries is going by at this time, Stark International or Stark Incorporated or whatever. Um, but, uh, Tony hires him to work, uh, as an electrical engineer for Stark Industries doing engineering stuff. (laughs) Uh, Electricity. Wires. You know, that, Breakers. That, that stuff. <laughs> um, he uh, ends up, uh, Tony has him install a security system in Avengers Mansion. Which, listen, credit to Tony, is definitely a lot of trust to put into somebody with a criminal record. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that Tony is not one of those people who's like, no. No. Yeah. Nobody can change. The criminal record? I mean, awful. Huge red flag. <laughs> I mean, he is Tony Stark, so if he was like, I will judge you for your past mistakes until you <laughs> die, that would be pretty hypocritical of him. And Scott honestly should steal from him. <laughs> yeah, Tony has enough. And a lot of it is very stealable. <laughs> Just extremely stealable stuff. Um, but, so that's, uh, that's how we are introduced to Scott. Uh, the other thing is that Cassie has a, uh, congenital heart condition. Uh, and 
Scott is contacting this uh this doctor who can help her, Dr. Erica Sondheim. Uh, <laughs> no relation to Steven, I assume. Um but uh of course, it's comics. The doctor is uh kidnapped by Darren Cross, uh a man who will become uh he will become Yellow Jacket also at some point, but a different Yellow Jacket that's not really related to the Hank Pym Yellow Jacket. Um, but, uh, he's, like, he's an extremely rich dude with a, uh, big, uh, technology corporation, and he, uh, also has a heart condition. So he kidnaps this doctor to fix his heart condition. Um... Doesn't he have, like, a lot of money? He has a lot of money. He could, I... Is it that the traditional route just <laughs> to jumping lines? <laughs> well, he's he's evil. He's an evil capitalist, a, so hmm. this is... I could donate a lot of money to the hospital in exchange for favors, or, or... I can do a kidnapping. <laughs> I think this I like I like that option. Let's go. That with one that. sounds fun. Let's do it. I need to feel alive. Um he's also like he's also like while he's like he's scheming this, he he's like, I need like I need a heart transplant. So I'm gonna like have this doctor like kidnap, you know, like homeless people to act as, like, heart donors. Just, like, the most, like, just the most evil stuff you could think of. Multiple people? Are they trying multiple hearts? That's not how that works. Maybe, I don't know, just stick one in and see how it feels. Uh. Mm, no. No, I think this one's had too much stress. Let's go for the next one. Sir, they've all had stress. <laughs> They're much more stressed now that we kidnapped them, even. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, evil guy kidnaps this doctor. Uh, Scott is like, oh dang, oh shoot, oh no, uh, I gotta do something, but I'm just a guy. I guess I can rely on my crime skills one last time. Um, and, uh breaks into uh Avengers Mansion um and steals Hank's old Ant-Man suit uh and the pim particles I, and uh I do like that he doesn't steal anything from Tony Stark <laughs> <laughs> Should I steal from my employer? No. I'm gonna steal from Avengers Mansion. <laughs> God, I feel so alive. <laughs> he knows, listen, he knows that Avengers Mansion has superhero stuff in it. I don't think he knows that Tony is Iron Man. Oh, so... yeah, 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 that's fair. But Tony does have, like, a bunch of stuff. That you could, he would have a bunch of stuff. That you could probably use to become a superhero. <laughs> Scott, 
Scott breaks into like Tony Stark's house and he's like, wow, with all this stuff, it's like you could like build your own like superhero mech. Wait a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> uh, but he uh, takes the Ant-Man suit, which, you know, is probably the best superhero equipment for uh, sneaking into someplace. That is so, fair. Maybe that's why. Um, but he is, uh, he's able to, uh, rescue the doctor. Uh, Darren Cross is... Very cross. Like, seeming... Darren Cross is extremely cross. He's, uh, he seemingly dies, like, I think his, like, heart gives out while they're fighting, but then, you know, obviously it's comics, and it's like, oh, they, like, kept his body cryogenically frozen, like, Walt Disney, and they brought him back to life, or whatever. that works. Yeah, that's how, that's how it works, it's fine. Um, but he, uh, rescues Dr. Sondheim, she's able to, uh, you know, do this, uh, surgery on Cassie, uh, and Hank Pym tracks Scott down and is like, hey, hey, that's my stuff. And Scott is planning, or was already planning, on giving it back and turning himself in. Um, but Hank's like, I mean, I'm not using it, <laughs> and, like, you stole it for, you know, a good reason. Uh, so if you want to keep on being Ant-Man, you can go ahead. <laughs> uh, but no more crimes. <laughs> and if the cops ask, I did give it to you. Yeah, I gave this to you as a gift to my good friend who I just met. You came and asked me for help, and I was like, I'm busy, but here's some stuff that you can go rescue the doctor yourself. <laughs> good luck! Have fun! Bye! Uh, so, then for, uh, then he's, uh... He's Ant-Man, and he, for a while, he's, like, kind of, uh, like, showing up in various, like, teaming up with, uh, the Avengers or the Fantastic Four without, like, like, being on the team necessarily. And, like, one of his first, uh, adventures, it's, uh, like, Tony, Bruce wants to, like, not be the Hulk anymore, and Tony comes up with a way to potentially uh, degreenify him, uh, and, you know, uh, Scott gets really tiny and, like, goes inside his body. Okay. <laughs> that, you know, classic magic school bus way. Um, also at some point during this, Tony also starts having, like, some sort of, like, health crisis, and Scott has to get really tiny and go inside the Iron Man armor <laughs> to save Tony. Um, does he at least he get a also, bonus at his job? I freaking hope he does. I hope, hey, what's I this also, for? I don't, I don't know, you've just been doing some good work lately. You've just, you've really seen the good work you're doing. It may be, it may be small tasks, but you're doing them very well. <laughs> uh, oh, okay? Uh, th thanks. Uh... He teams up with the Avengers to fight Taskmaster, who sort of becomes another recurring villain for... Like, Taskmaster is a villain for, like, everybody. 
Um, yeah, because he's mastered all the tasks. Yeah, he has, listen, he's so good at every task. Uh, but he does end up fighting Scott uh, pretty frequently. He uh, goes, he meets the Fantastic Four and helps them out with uh, with some stuff. They go into a uh, micro world, which I think is a different thing than the microverse that Jan Van Dyne was trapped in at one point, but I don't know. <laughs> There's too many. It's like <laughs> one of like the kind of like power breakdowns I was looking at is like, Scott has the ability to uh, shrink to a microscopically small size that enables him to enter many different microverses. And I was like, why are there many of them? Because they're so small. They're so small. You can fit a lot of them and I think in if, the world. If, if you go into like one microverse and get like the size of that, who's to say if you don't shrink down again, there's another microverse there? How small <laughs> can you go? <laughs> Ah, um, do you go so small that you get big again? <laughs> Who knows? That's fucked up. Um, he uh has a fun adventure with Spider-Man where he uh goes to uh he like shrinks himself down, but then like Spider-Man is like nearby, and the gas also shrinks Spider-Man down. Um, and then they uh. They fight uh some spiders. They fight the scarlet beetle oh. which was linked and I was like, "Oh, who's the scarlet beetle? Is this a supervillain I haven't heard of? It's just a it's just a beetle." Oh. It's just a big beetle who gained like super intelligence. I love um, the sapient beetle. Yeah, and wants to take over the world <laughs> as a beetle. As a beetle. Okay. Yeah, but it he like controls a bunch of other insects oh. and wants them all to team up to uh destroy humans and tiny ant-man and tiny spider-man have to fight him are they like hey other bugs humans aren't so bad they're just very big and sometimes they don't look where they're going <laughs> i'm i'm trying really... very hard to get people to look where they're going however it's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people, and I'm just one guy. I'm just one very small guy. Look at me. <laughs> um, he uh gets hired by the Fantastic Four during a period when uh Reed is missing. Um, he ends up leaving his job. Uh, with Tony, because the company gets bought by uh, Stain International or Stain Incorporated or whatever. You know, Obadiah Stain's company. Uh, unfortunate. Unfortunate. But he gets hired by the uh, Fantastic Four instead um, to uh, be their sort of technical consultant because... <laughs> None of, like, I imagine this, I, I imagine this going very, like, they're like, hey, um, can you help us out? Reed left, and he didn't teach any of us how to do any science. And Scott's like, 
okay, like my expertise, I feel like, is like in fields extremely different from what Reed Richards does. And they're like, that's <laughs> fine. We just need somebody. We, he, he didn't tell us how to work the computer. <laughs> he kept all the passwords. I've, it was like a whole thing with him. I've been trying to send a fax for the past three days. I can't get it. And Scott's like, uh, I'm an I'm an electrical engineer. <laughs> Please, we just need someone. Uh, but he agrees. He agrees to this. And when he goes to uh, figure out how to tell Cassie about it, he uh, Cassie's like, "Dad, I've known you're Ant Man for like so long. <laughs> you're not keeping it a secret very well. Like you're very obviously Ant Man." And Dad, it's I've, like, oh, cool. I've been stealing pim particles for years. <laughs> uh, but the two of them live uh, at the uh, Fantastic Four base for a while. Um, Scott is briefly part of the Heroes for Hire. Um, and then he, uh, his ex-wife ends up, uh, getting custody of, uh, he also, he dates, um, Jessica Jones for a little bit. Um, Interesting. Interesting. He, uh, he's dated Jessica Jones. He's dated, uh, Miss Thing later. He dated, uh, Beetle. Not the Scarlet Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual, this is a a, a superhero, a beetle-themed person. <laughs> Janice Lincoln, that's her name. Uh, Do you think he ever thinks but... about that, though? <laughs> Dating a beetle-themed superhero, and then the next time he gets real small and looks at a beetle, he's like, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> is this weird? Is it weird? I don't know. Do you think he ever um, made her small? And she's like, oh, finally. Finally, this is all I wanted. <laughs> I hope so. Um, anyways, but his uh, ex-wife ends up getting custody of Cassie. Uh, presumably because uh, Scott's extremely busy with superhero stuff and has, like, you know, a bunch of, like things that he's doing that he can't really account for. Um, and he's like, well, I guess since I don't have to worry about putting Cassie in danger, I can just properly join the Avengers. Um, and I mean, like, obviously it doesn't work like that. Cassie's still <laughs> in danger all the time. You can't have, like, a superhero who's, like, a dad and, like, not put their kid in danger. <laughs> Uh, while he's on the Avengers, he has this sort of, like, rivalry, um, with one of the other Avengers members, uh, Jack of Hearts, who's just, he's like a, <laughs> a bonkers, like, half-alien, playing card-themed guy. Gotta love it. You gotta love it. Um... And Scott does not like him. And to be fair, from the little I've seen of Jack of Hearts, he seems kind of annoying. 
Uh, but he ends up, uh, Jack of Hearts, uh, at one point, Cassie is kidnapped by, I believe, just, like, a regular, like, murderer, like, not even, like, a supervillain, just, like, a regular, like, evil guy. Um, but, uh, Jack saves her, um, and by rescuing her, he, like, exceeds, like, his maximum power level, and he, like, explodes or something. Um, at, as, I as, don't really, I don't understand how this guy works. As superheroes are wont to do. Yeah. Um, and Scott is, you know, sort of, like, bummed about this, because they've just been starting to, you know, develop more of, like, an actual friendship. Um, and he's like, oh, I really misjudged that guy. He, like, sacrificed himself to save my daughter. Uh, and then, uh... After, uh, after some other stuff, at the start of, uh, Avengers Disassembled, uh, Jack comes back seemingly as a zombie, uh, and shows up at Avengers Mansion, and Scott goes to talk to him, and then, like, it's revealed that this is, like, Wanda brought him back because... Doctor Doom is manipulating her slash mind controlling her, uh, to like tear the Avengers apart. Um, and then she makes Vision crash the jet into the Avengers Mansion, and then She Hulk kills Vision. It's just this whole thing. But at the very start of this, uh, Jack of Hearts shows up, seemingly like a zombie, and Scott goes to try to talk to him, uh, and then Jack explodes, uh, killing himself again, and also Scott. Uh, except in Young Avengers, they did a bunch of time travel shenanigans where they went to this moment and they took Scott and they brought him into the future, so he didn't actually die. <laughs> he just got time displaced. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, at the time it was written, that he died. It's just comics, so they undo it. Uh, Cassie, uh, stole a bunch of pimp particles for years, um, and gained Ant-Man abilities, uh, and after Scott seeming- dies, he dies, but technically with time travel he doesn't really die, but you know, he dies. <laughs> um, but Cassie, uh, joins the Young Avengers. She starts, uh, going by the name Stature. Uh, also apparently, um, Amadeus Cho gets his hands on the Ant-Man helmet and just, like, uses it to t talk to bugs for a while. Fair. I didn't, I didn't know this, uh, but that's pretty fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so then, uh... Children's Crusade, which is a Young Avengers storyline where everything in the whole world <laughs> happens. Clint has sex with a Doombot, <laughs> for one thing. Uh, but the Young Avengers with Wanda, who has amnesia after everything that happened where 
the Avengers got fucked up and it was sort of her fault, but like also Doctor Doom's fault. Uh, they time travel back to Scott dying. Uh, they uh, <laughs> take uh, Scott to the future. Uh, so he lives. Uh, and then they fight Doctor Doom and Scott seemingly dies again but doesn't actually die, but then Cassie thinks he dies, and then attacks Dr. Doom, and then Doom kills Cassie, uh, and then Scott's alive, and he's like, oh no! (laughs) But much stronger, a much stronger emotion than oh no. Uh, and, like, frankly, I mean, to be honest, I would rather, (laughs) I like Scott, I would rather have Cassie alive and Scott dead. Uh, but they're both alive now. That's my preferred. I would love to have them both alive. And they are now both alive. So that's ideal. If I had to choose, I would rather have Cassie alive. But, you know, somebody, uh, one of the Young Avengers had to die so that the Young Avengers could be sad about it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's how it works. <laughs> uh, But after this, the... uh. Fantastic Four ask for his help again, uh, because they have this organization called the Future Foundation, where they have a bunch of, like, mostly, like, young, super-powered geniuses who they're, you know, trying to teach to, to do good and, you know, help the world and everything. And the Fantastic Four have to, uh go uh go to an alternate universe to do some fantastic four stuff so they uh ask scott uh medusa she hulk and uh darla deering ms thing um to uh be like to kind of hold down the fort while they're gone uh with scott as the sort of leader, uh, and <laughs> the funniest thing in the world, in the Marvel Wiki version of this, um, Scott was left with She-Hulk Medusa and Johnny Storm's current girlfriend, Darla Deering, to be the replacement Fantastic Four for what was only supposed to be approximately four minutes, unless something went wrong, which of course it did. <laughs> uh, so the Fantastic Four get stranded in this alternate universe temporarily, and Scott is just sort of left leading this team of replacement Fantastic Fours and also, uh, like, parenting, like, 15 kids. Um, which, uh, he, this is pretty shortly after everything with Cassie, so he's like, all right, Future Foundation, mission one, we are going to get revenge on Doctor Doom. (laughs) That's not that's not what the Fantastic Four asked me to do, but that's what I'm doing. So buckle up. <laughs> and like, is is this part of the curriculum? <laughs> yes, and it's a, it's an important lesson on beating Doctor Doom. Uh, the Fantastic which, Four does it all the time. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Uh, they do. Uh, they they do. 
fight. Scott has, you know, something of a cathartic fight with Doctor Doom and beats him. Uh, and then after this, during Axis, in an extremely, extremely dumb thing that I hate, I ha maybe it's less dumb actually reading it in comics, but every time I read about it for research, I hate reading about it. Um, Wanda, <laughs> Wanda casts this spell that's a moral inversion spell <laughs> that makes everybody act the opposite <laughs> of what their morals usually are. Um, which is like, it just feels so, maybe they explain it in a way that makes it feel less, like, asinine, but it just feels like such, like, a, like, preschool version of, like, it's like, you're, you can be good, and then somebody hits you with an opposite beam, and then you're just bad. Like, morality isn't just, like, on, like, a magnetic pole. Like, <laughs> it's a whole complicated, like, sphere of stuff. You can't just flip it. Um, but whatever. It's, it's, it's a guess... coin, and comics think that the coin is, like, good, bad, whatever. And, yeah. uh, really, it's just, like, it's just a smooth river rock. <sighs> you flip it, and you still get river rock. You're like, damn. Uh, it's just rock I wanted way. heads. Well, you got a smooth <laughs> river rock. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh... But this spell, I mean, ultimately, I guess the spell is okay because it makes Dr. Doom not want to be evil. And he's like, oh, I'm nice now. I feel really bad about what I did to Cassie. And so he uh, enlists Wanda's powers to bring Cassie back to life. Uh, after this... I think in 2015, um, Scott, uh, I think gets, like, a, a solo series where he, uh, starts a, uh, his own security business, uh, where he's like, I have superpowers, and also, I used to be a burglar, so I definitely know how security systems work. And everybody's like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, of course, he, uh, gets into some, uh, shenanigans. He teams up with a, uh, a supervillain named, uh, Grizzly, who I think is a former professional wrestler. I was hoping you were who... gonna say sentient bear. No, he's a former professional wrestler, but he wears... A big bear suit. But, like, like in Midsommar, like, he has, like, his face. But then it's just, like, a bear the, the rest, around him. The rest, it's, like, full bear except for the face? Well, no, because the bear's, it's, the like, bear's his head. The bear's head is a hat. Yeah, like, his head is sticking out of the bear's mouth. Huh. It's a vibe. Um, Do you think... He, like, had a glue accident, <laughs> and now he can't take it off, or he just chooses that every it. day? I hope he just, like, this This was just a huge mistake, and then he was like, well, I have to commit to it now. That was just the first thing he had. 
and now it's <laughs> he's just so committed to the bit. <laughs> Good for him, honestly. It um, probably gets really sweaty in there. <laughs> uh at some point during this, uh Cassie gets uh kidnapped, obviously. Uh and Scott saves her, but uh decides that he should kind of uh distance himself from her life somewhat so he uh stops putting her in so much danger. Uh except for then he like starts kind of like keeping tabs on her in tiny form and then Cassie finds out and she's like extremely mad about it and she's like this is it would be it would be better if you had just like not been a part of my life <laughs> than like following me around and not telling me about it. Stop doing these half measures. Either like we're gonna have family dinners or you're not gonna be here ever. Pick one. <laughs> He's also um he I'm not sure when Original Sin is, but during Original Sin, he's one of, like, seven people who, like, Nick Fury is secretly, like, scouting to potentially be his replacement. It's, like, him. It's, there's uh, six of them, I think. It's him, T'Challa, Bucky, Emma Frost, Gamora, and the Punisher. Okay, so one of these things is not like the other. Just such a weird, just such a bizarre combination of people. I mean, I would love Emma. We would all love Emma. That would be so good to me, personally. It's like, it's very, it's very funny just like reading, because it's like, generally like, for like, Bucky, Emma... Gamora and Frank, I'd say, are people who were like kind of known for, you know, doing what has to be yeah, done I would, when it's necessary. They, they're definitely get shit done kind of people. Yeah. T'Challa is extremely less, competent like, though. Extremely competent, less like morally ambiguous, but still a get shit done kind of person. Yeah. Scott is mostly just kind of known for being like a dude. A fairly responsible, nice guy. <laughs> like, d d he's fine. Do you think Nick was like, okay, I've got to even this out a little bit. Who do I know with morals? <laughs> Who is going to be kind of just like a chill force in this group? Okay, so on, on the morals side, we've got T'Challa <laughs> and... Scott Lang, sure, yep, we've got six, let's just, I'm not gonna throw any more names out there, let's just do something with these guys, it's fine. It's fine. I wanna uh, retire so bad. <laughs> uh, he, uh, during, during Secret Empire, which is bad and sucks, Scott, like, sells the resistance out to Hydra because Hydra kidnapped Cassie, even though Scott d distanced himself from her life so she wouldn't get kidnapped again. It's gonna keep happening, Scott. Uh, like, he, like uh, honestly, Scott, it's gonna happen no matter what. Just enjoy spending time with your daughter. Just spend time with your daughter. Let her do superhero stuff because you cannot stop her. Uh, 
but he uh sells them up. but at like the last minute he like you know is able he like secretly like shrinks bucky so bucky can go into like the cosmic cube and like save the day uh a lot of weird stuff happening in secret empire most of it is bad um but scott ends up uh feels extremely ashamed about this stows away on the guardians of the galaxy spaceship <laughs> and then they find him and they're like no you can chill with us uh that's cool. I, we don't judge. I feel terrible about what I've just done. I'm gonna go to space. I'm just gonna go to space real quick. Am I equipped for space? We'll find out. <laughs> Do I know anything about space? Not really. I'm an electrical but... engineer. I can I am a... do wires. You need wires ex- on a spaceship. Yeah, listen. I'll just get on really the small. Spaceship. Go into the walls, find the wires that need fixing, and fix them. Yeah, perfect. I'm helping. I love that he stowed away instead of just, like, asking. They probably (laughs) would have said yes. They probably would have said, they're the guardians of the galaxy. Like, they're not going to judge you. They're just going to be all like, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. We're just having fun in space. Uh, he, uh, recently... Uh, has a another solo series where he's uh, back on Earth. He's <laughs> living in an anthill in Miami. Okay. Uh, and he's back to doing sort of, uh, you know, like helping people with like security and stuff. For money, not just, like, pro bono. Like, he's... He does need to live, even <laughs> though he lives in an anthill. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's trying to make ends meet, and... Did he, like, shrink he... furniture? I think so. Good, um, good, great, I yeah. love it. And he and Cassie are, you know, working, uh, working some things out. <laughs> they've They've been through a lot, but, you know... They are both alive, and they are working on it. And not in space. Not in space. Very important. Uh, I do. Um, I do enjoy Scott, and I think a lot of that is like I have an extreme fondness in my heart for like thieves and con artists, and just like that whole that whole shebang. Uh, I was gonna say dads. I have a fondness for dads. I do also have a fondness for dads. I just love parents in, like, like, give me a superhero that is also a parent, and I'm like, yes, thank you. Yeah, he's a parent, and he's a good parent, even though definitely not perfect. No, but I mean, it would be weird if he was, right? Yeah, he's motivated very strongly by love for his daughter. Um, He also kind of, like hits that sweet spot for me. And I've seen this a little bit in some of his, like, solo stuff that I've read, where it's, like, like, he's not, like, a comedic character by any stretch, but there's, like, enough kind of, like, goofiness to play with. Like, Ant-Man is inherently, like, you can do cool stuff with Ant-Man, but you can also do a lot of very silly stuff. Um... And there's enough 
there where it's like, you know, he's not like deadly, like Batman, like serious, uh, where you can have like sort of some, you know, shenanigans. And I love a, I love a shenanigan. Oh, here at Capes and Japes, we love a shenanigan. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. I also uh, found out while I was researching this, it's not really relevant to the episode, but there's um, an Ant-Man and the Wasp ride in the uh, sort of like Avengers section of Hong Kong Disneyland. And I don't think I knew that. And I also haven't seen videos of it. So uh, when we're done recording... That is how I will be spending my evening. A valiant endeavor. Thank you. Um, did you have uh, anything else? Uh, no, except I did not move my M&Ms far enough away, apparently. So if it sounds like I have a peanut butter and <laughs> M&M in my mouth at any time during this podcast, I'm very sorry. Um, <laughs> it's because I did. <laughs> I do right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't read any comics because I've been watching the Nancy Drew TV show with my mom. Oh. Oh. The, uh, the, like, CW one? Yes. Oh. It's definitely a CW show. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, but I like it. We only have one episode okay. left in the first season, and so far, like, it's good? Okay, cool! But, Hell yeah! But then again, like, I never really read Nancy Drew as a kid, so people who read Nancy Drew <laughs> might look at it and be all like, who is this? This is not my Nancy Drew. So I don't um, know. I don't know. I, um, I read some Nancy Drew. Um, not the older I feel like there was, like, sort of, like, a revamped Nancy Drew like series that I was reading as a kid. Uh, but I was obsessed with the her interactive Nancy Drew PC games. Ooh. Uh, so if anyone wants to talk to me about those, hit me up. But yeah, after we've uh, only one season is on HBO Max right now because i think the second season is currently running question mark oh no clue i i have no idea i like really did not hear much about it after it came out um but uh interesting yeah um i'm surprised but once, but... once we're done uh we're gonna watch wandavision so hopefully by next week I will have at least an opinion on Wand WandaVision. <laughs> One single opinion. It depends on how much we watch of it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I did read some comics. Ooh. Uh, yes, there were um, there were some some comics going on today. There's a new Falcon Winter Soldier trailer during the Super Bowl last night. Oh shit. Uh, I was playing D&D. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, you can you can go watch it. You can see your guys. I want to see um, my guys. Yeah. Uh and also they announced today uh that Keanu Reeves is 
I think, in talks to play Craven the Hunter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which... For a Spider-Man, or...? Yes. For, I think, for the the Sony Spider movies. Um, which, I mean, you know, they got me. I'm intrigued. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I did read some comics. We're already going long. But I did read some Future State. Um, I read Future State Nightwing, um, which I liked. It didn't really provide me any more answers as to what's going on. Uh, but I love to see Dick Grayson. Um, I read the Batman Superman, which is was extremely cute. Um, because it's like Clark coming to like fucked up Gotham to help Bruce and... Bruce keeps being like, okay, Clark, listen, superheroes are extremely illegal here now, so we need to be careful. And then Clark sees somebody in trouble and immediately goes to help him with his, you know, like, giant, like, Superman symbol, like, directly in their face. And Bruce is like, what did I just say? What did I just say to you? Sorry, it was overshadowed by help me, as it always will be. (laughs) As it always will be forever. Um, But so that one was very cute. And I read, uh, Superman of Metropolis, I think is what it's called, which is the one with John as Superman. And, uh, I really like John. I think I'm still, I'm always going to be bitter about John aging up in canon, but reading John as Superman was very neat and interesting and, like, seeing how he does things very differently from Clark and how he deals with you know everything <laughs> he has to deal with so that was a neat read um it also had there's two backup features in it which is i think the same as next batman also has but it had one that was uh shiloh norman as mr miracle we love to see him good i love uh, you shiloh we love you shiloh call me on tuesday um, when i am free <laughs> And, uh, one of Guardian, which was, like, genuinely, uh, it was, like, a neat story. Uh, it was, like, a lot of, like, him trying to solve this, like, uh, working together with Jimmy to try and solve this mystery. Um, a little bit, a little bit of a a weird choice to so prominently feature like a black character whose like whole look is like very heavily cop coded um but but here we are okay um sure i guess uh but yeah so those are um those are some future states that i read and i still have uh more that i need to catch up with and I still don't really understand how this whole uh, universe works, since a lot of issues seem to be contradicting each other. But, you know, I'm just taking it as it comes, baby. Uh, But yes, those are some comics. If you want to uh, keep up with us and things that we do and say, you can follow us on uh, Twitter. Tumblr, 
Instagram and Facebook. Uh, just go to Capes and Japes on whichever of those tickles your fancy. We have an email address at capesandjapes at gmail.com where you may send us emails if you so choose. Uh, we also have a Discord server if you want to uh, join us there and see uh, me posting uh, fun panels from Batman and Superman, uh, among many, many other things on Discord. Uh, and yeah, we also have a Patreon if you feel like you are able and willing to uh, support us on there. You can uh, get bonus episodes. You can help us pick what we talk about. You can watch stuff with us. Uh, if you can't do that, another way to help out the show, if you want to do that, is leaving a rating and review where you listen to it. That's very cool. Telling a friend about the show if you think that they would like it. Uh and just coming back and joining us, as you have today. So thank you for being with us once again on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Uh.